0: Hello, fellow Sojourners. I'm your host, Dave Layton, and welcome to Travel with a Purpose, a podcast designed to keep Sojourners and our friends informed, entertained, and inspired. In today's episode, we will be visiting with a very special Sojourner couple, Larry and Kay Little. I have a very special relationship with these two. We are related by marriage. Kay is my wife's sister. That means I have to take along Larry if I want to have Kate. Well, let's get started. Hello, Larry and Kay. Hello. Hi. Well, I have some questions I'm going to ask you, so we'll get you talking. I have a few questions that will help our listeners get to know you better. Now, many sojourners know you, both having been on sojourns with you, together with you, and uh, participating in our annual workshop. But let me get started. First of all, where are you guys from?
1: Well, I'm from Moulton, Alabama, just outside of Moulton. Grew up on the family farm there in uh, Florence County, Alabama. And uh, we now live there on uh, what's left of the family farm.
2: Yeah, I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, but when I married Larry, I became an Alabama girl. Living yeah. with him in Moulton, that's yeah, right. that's a good place. Actually,
0: it's not Moulton, it's the Moulton area. You yeah, live in the Midway community. Midway community. And y'all worship at the Midway Church of Christ? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me, you guys were sojourners a year before Lynn and I started sojourning.
1: How did you hear about sojourners? Well, we have some very close dear friends that go way back, uh, Johnny and Dorothy Hanna. They're inactive now, but uh, at the time, back in 2014, uh, they were still active and had invited Kay and me to join them on the sojourn just as guests. That didn't materialize, but at least uh, it got us introduced to sojourning and they filled us in and everything. And uh, that's kind of how we got started. Yeah,
2: really through the years, we had heard about sojourners. Uh, Some in our family had had contact or knew people that were in sojourners. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't completely new. But I guess the Hannahs were the ones that we were close to that were active and encouraged us to get started.
0: I don't think sojourners have ever done any sojourn in, in that Midway community.
2: No, no. The Hannahs, uh, we met them at Midway years ago, but they're in the Athens, Alabama area okay. now.
1: Okay. Still doing Alabama, <laughs> but across the river. So you
0: guys became sojourners in 2015? 2014 2014
2: okay. uh, we were accepted in 2014 attended our first workshop that year our first sojourns were in 2015 okay. so we're finishing up our ninth year
0: ninth year wow yeah yeah we were the we were the group a year behind you guys that's right okay so that's great we, you know um I'm I'm I find it remarkable that I think about some of our sojourners have been um, almost first generation sojourners. I guess some of them are still. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about you guys as sojourners. Um, What special skills and experiences do you guys have that help you as sojourners? Or what kind of... Uh, that's half the question. The second half of the question is, what kind of challenges do you see out there, you know, improve upon and gain experience with
1: go you know, first.
2: Well, we've worked with people a lot in the church through the years. So I guess my working with women in the church and ladies' classes and all through the years has felt me. In sojourns, because a lot of times we're with small congregations and we have an opportunity to have a special class for the women, and we're trying to encourage. So I would say that that has helped me a lot. But now when we get out and do door knocking and all, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. I've done it, but I've learned, I guess, some things that have helped me in how I approach people.
0: Now, folks, I want to. I want to interject something here. I find it remarkable that Kay just said that she's a little uncomfortable. This is coming from a couple that went to deep, dark Africa for a number of years, went to the Soviet Union for a number of years on mission trips. So I find it very surprising that you feel uncomfortable in door knocking.
1: Okay. Well, it... it wasn't exactly door knocking in Africa and Russia and Romania. <laughs> Not in Africa. Uh, we primarily worked always uh, in the area of grounding. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, evangelism, but uh, basically, uh, I think you'd agree that a lot of our experience comes from uh, coming in behind the church planting and, and helping with church leadership development and that kind of things.
0: Well, see. Now, to me, that is an, a very important skill, because as I've seen in my time in Sojourner, uh, we go to a congregation, whether it's to help out physically or spiritually. We are really encouraging that group of people and helping them grow spiritually. So that's good. Now, Larry, you went through, well, you and Kay both, y'all went through a very specialized training at Harding University. Do you feel that helped prepare you for this kind of work? Well,
1: it did as far as, you know, basic uh, Bible knowledge. Um, we got on the mission field uh, first and then realized from that first experience, we were very young that, that we didn't know or I didn't know near as much as I thought I did. And I felt the need for more uh, in-depth uh, Bible study. And so Harding College at that time, as it was called, uh, had a new program. Uh, that, by the way, Kay's dad had a part in the forming. He was on these uh, committee that that formed that program called the Christian Communications Program. And basically, it was a preacher training school on the campus of Harding College, utilizing their facilities and resources as well as survival faculty. And so, um, yeah, we we returned to the mission field after the two years there at Harding. And... uh, uh, hopefully equipped a little bit better, at least me, yeah. uh, in, in the word. Well, Kay, I,
0: I know in, in the family, you grew up teaching and participating in ladies' classes and children's classes and all of that. So that helps a lot. Larry, you grew up in a, a farm setting and um, more in that. How How does that help you in your role now as a sojourner?
1: Well, I guess in many ways, we uh, are like a lot of the the churches that we go to and help. We have always been a little bit larger in number, but uh, still small by, I guess, today's standards. And, you know, basically uh, the congregations that we go to to help, in fact, there is a policy, you know, that we don't go to large churches. It has to be under a certain amount. So, I guess maybe um, my growing up in a small country congregation kind of helped me to identify with that kind of Okay, Okay.
2: We're just regular folks. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Lynn and I continue to marvel that no matter where we go on the sojourn, the different congregations and entities we work with, they are just regular folks. And and they're family.
2: You feel at home. You
0: do. And you immediately feel like, or we have felt like, We've known these people, you know, they, they, they welcome us. It's just a wonderful and type of thing.
2: We enjoy working with sojourners because so many sojourners, yeah. that's exactly what they are. Yeah. They are regular folks that have been working in the kingdom for years. They've got experience yeah. and just do all that they can.
1: Yeah, we have the knowledge and zeal.
0: Well, I kind of, I refer to it as sojourner community, and and I think that's what it is, Alarce. Well, I asked, there was a second half of this question, not only special skills and experiences, but some challenges out there that you feel could do some, uh, gain some extra knowledge and skills in.
1: Well, I guess uh, the challenge uh, that I see, one challenge I see, especially when you go up, uh, you leave the Southeast and the Bible Belt, and you go up into these other areas of the country that uh where the Lord's Church is uh uh not very well represented. Uh we've done some up in the northeast and uh more recently in the southwest. And uh when you get out, uh, the it's a little different culture. Um down here in the southeast, it's it's uh people are more or less Religious to begin with, uh, they might be religiously wrong, but they they are believers, and uh, they uh, have a strong uh, religious zeal, a believers' zeal. And uh, whereas in other places uh, the challenge is, you know, they're they're not so open and receptive, and uh, rather cool uh, can can be. So that's one challenge I see is uh, overcoming that approaching people.
0: I recall when we worked with the planning that new congregation in Pennsylvania, yes the people were cool towards uh, religious discussions. They Their backgrounds were the legacy religions mm. that we know about so well and yet at the same time as Jeff mentioned, We couldn't help but love the people. They were just wonderful people. I'd always heard people in the north, you know, are cold, but they they were very, very The Christians
1: in those areas, uh, they're different. Uh, You know, they've learned the truth and they've obeyed the truth and and they are uh, genuine people. Yeah, yeah.
2: But getting out in the community, people are generally friendly. Yeah. they're, They're kind of surprised to see people like us out and right. And it and it impresses them, but they're not ugly to us. They, yeah. a lot of times they just don't want to discuss spiritual matters.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they're happy the way they are. My great-grandfather was whatever religion, and not right. did go to church? Yeah. yeah All right, Well, uh, you've already talked a little bit about what you did before you became sojourners. So you really haven't stopped doing that. You just have added sojourning to what you do and are. A lot of folks, you know, they retire from something, but you guys are just continuing on the same that you're doing. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of your sojourns. Uh, Share with us what you would be your most unforgettable sojourn or something that happened on a sojourn other than a blown tire that uh, we've all experienced. But uh, what, what did you what did you experience
1: and uh, why? Yeah, why? I like Kay. Go okay, Kay.
2: Well, I had Daniel down. I don't know if that's when. Yeah, he he was. Well,
1: I'll let you speak for me.
2: But this was early on. One of our, I guess it was during our first or second year. We were in uh, Greenville, Mississippi, and you know when we go door knocking, if there is a no trespasser sign, you know, or whatever, we we honor, we honor that. We yeah. don't go up to the door, but so. We were just getting started down the street, and there was a man out in the yard working on his mm-hmm.
1: car. And he had a sign. I remember you telling and me about he that. He
2: had a sign. So we were fixing to just go on by, but he noticed us, and he spoke, you know, oh, okay. like, hi, you know. And when he saw what okay. we were doing, he said, well, I can't talk to you right now, but if you come back tomorrow, you know, we can talk. So, well, we've had that before. You go back and somebody's there driving out when they see you coming or whatever. (laughs) We went back, and this man, Daniel, was his name, was there waiting for us, invited us in the house. And as we were talking, he was almost a self taught person of the scriptures. He had done a lot of studying, and so everything, yeah, everything that we talked about, he, he had already seen some of that, Okay, and to not just go on and on and on, he obeyed the gospel that day or the next
0: day. And became active in the church. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me about that, that... Um, what struck you about that was people talk about, well, door knocking doesn't work for anything anymore. And yet this was somebody who was fertile ground. Thought just came to mind. Y'all remember when we were in Hazelhurst knocking on doors and we were in one lady's house and we heard an ambulance pass by. And then very quickly thereafter, we went around and somebody had died in that house across the street from where we were door knocking and we went around and and the family that we went to they said uh, well we're busy right now and it's like we understand yeah no 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 we understand but they did ask us to come back and we had that bible study with that uh one fellow so people are sometimes people are receptive and we don't realize it okay well that was a neat one uh larry you got one
1: uh basically i think that's both of our okay. uh, favorite most memorable Sojourn. Uh, there's a church down in South Alabama, uh, just north of Mobile. Uh, at Chickasaw. At Chickasaw, uh, Alabama. Yeah. And uh, that that's very close to our hearts. In fact, the preacher and his wife there are now sojourners themselves. They, I think, they're temporarily inactive. The Briscoes. But, uh, the Briscoes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we yeah, miss, we miss the Briscoes. Don't. But anyway, the, those people uh, yeah. just really impressed us. They they were quick to uh, get out. Uh, they provided for our needs uh, unsolicited. Uh, and they went out with us, and um, it was just a good experience. Yes,
2: you know, we don't ask any of the entities to take care of us. That's one of the things about Sojourners. We take care of ourselves. But if they want to, you know, we appreciate it. those people did, but they went out door knocking too. It's one congregation that a lot of their members were participating with. Yeah,
1: it's not that we go to a place and we we tell them we're here to work for uh, for you. We're here to work with you. you. And uh, so that was one where they did. I I remember you and I
0: went to that congregation uh, before we actually did the sojourn, and uh, I was struck. As well, by how warm and open and friendly that congregation was. If I recall, some people actually took some vacation time to help. Yeah, they did. To go out. So, we were impressed. Yeah. And that's neat. You know, that's a spiritual sojourn. Uh, sometimes on our physical sojourns, uh, we see the same thing. You know, people are happy to have us participate with them. Uh, I'm thinking of Zion when we went up there for their Founders Day, and um, yeah, just it was fun just working with that group I of folks. Yeah, and
1: the sojourn that we just uh, finished, just a couple of three we were in, and in H- Hatch, and H- H- Mexico, H- uh, We were involved as a part of our being there on the sojourn, not only in a VBS there locally, but uh, the preacher had. A, Arranged. Uh, in fact, the church was hosting. Uh, it was the uh, flag day. Flag day. Yeah, flag ceremony. Day. We we came around the uh, the city's uh, central area where there was a flagpole, and he had invited uh, all of the first responders and everything to to be there. Uh, veterans, and we had a a flag ceremony, and okay. uh, uh, that was a part of our sojourn. So okay. It's very it. it, it,
0: It's enjoyable to go somewhere a different area than we're used to and experience something with the local community. And uh, again, they make us a part of it, and it's good to be part of it. All right, one more question. When you think about uh, what, what do you think about when you hear our tagline, "Travel with a purpose"?
2: For me, yeah, the purpose is, I guess, the main thing that we're able to have opportunities to work in the kingdom. Mm So that's work with a purpose. That is something beneficial.
0: Laying up treasures. The one you're doing
2: it for (laughs) and the one that's doing it, you know, it's beneficial. While at the same time, you have the joy of meeting new members of the church wherever you go, new people Mm -hmm. to you. And then our sojourner uh, co-workers, we get to Know them better, spending a lot of time and working together, and the enjoyment of traveling at the same time, seeing different parts of the country.
0: You guys um, have been on an extensive trip to New Mexico, Colorado, seeing the Grand Canyon. Yeah. On this particular trip,
1: and yeah, one thing that I see in in the uh, the phrase uh, "travel with a purpose." is that, uh, you know, we are all retirees or at least uh, to the point where we're self-supporting and, uh, you know, can can go and su- be self-supporting. But mostly that means that, that you're uh, post-65, um, on up there in the 80s, sometimes even touching the 90s. And to me, one of the things is uh, sojourners uh, gives purpose to that stage in one's life. You don't just sit on the front porch rocking your life away. Uh, You got something to do as long as the Lord blesses you with the health and ability to do so. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's meaningful. It's not just uh, going and travel because you're retired now and, just leaning back and enjoying life and everything you you got something meaningful and purposeful to, to do
2: yeah and it's a combination a lot of a lot of good things all coming together
1: i uh i just considered
0: it entering a new phase of my life you know and, mm-hmm. and uh i i'm not sure if i'll ever retire from this yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right we keep busy all right. Well, thank you, Larry and Kay, for being here for this episode.
2: Thank you for inviting us.
0: Well, friends, that wraps up our visit with Larry and Kay Little, two wonderful sojourns that, uh, sojourners that I think are, are uh, very descriptive of the sojourner community. Now, if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast or know someone we should have as a guest, uh, please email me at evangelize at gmail.com. That is sojourners evangelize at gmail.com. Also, please follow our podcast to keep updated when, new, sub- when uh, new episodes are published. Well, I'm your host, Dave Layton, and remember to glorify God as together we travel with a purpose.